Hello and welcome. Get ready for a new episode on Weight Loss Simplified, the must-listen-to podcast for women over 40 who are tired of struggling with their weight. Whether you've been stuck in the yo-yo diet cycle of gaining or losing the same 20 pounds for years, or have recently put on weight and just don't feel good in your own skin, it's time to put an end to the confusion and frustration and make weight loss simple. Learn how with weight loss expert Jennifer Powder, your host of this podcast. Well, hey there. Welcome to the sixth and final episode of this season on Weight Loss Simplified. I've had such an amazing experience doing these episodes, connecting with you, my listeners, and I'm already super excited for season two. Now, the question that I want to talk about today and where I want to go is is twofold. One, it's around really getting clear on what losing weight would mean to you and for you in your life. And what differentiates the women who are successful with going after their weight loss goals and making them a reality from those who don't and continuously stay in the struggle. So let's talk about that. When I uh, have had live events, we've had you know questionnaires and applications for hot seat coaching. And one of the questions I have on that piece of paper is what would losing weight mean to you? Now, before I recorded this episode, I went back and I looked at literally hundreds of responses from women. And here are the most common ones. I'd feel like me again. I'd I'd be more comfortable in my own skin. I'd have my confidence back. I'd laugh more. I'd be in photos. I'd make memories with my kids instead of being on the sidelines, just watching. I wouldn't feel nervous when I had to fly about the seatbelt not fitting. Instead, I'd be able to have fun focusing on my trip, not my insecurities. These are just a handful of things that you get to create for yourself when you go on a weight loss journey. Now, last episode, I promised what I would that I would explain what I mean by going on a journey. So let's let's just use a common metaphor here, which is you want to go on a vacation somewhere. Maybe you've been to this destination before, or maybe you've heard about this des- like destination through a friend, or maybe you've only seen pictures of this destination, but in your mind, you make it, you know, you make it believe that it's going to be an amazing destination to go to. And so you decide to go wherever that place is. For the sake of this metaphor, let's just use one of my favorite places, which is Maui. I've been to Maui when I was young. I went uh, with my mom. She took me when I was in junior high and again in high school. And then I went back as an adult to Honolulu, a little bit different from Maui, um, to run a marathon there. Now, I have loved going uh, to Hawaii every time I've gone. And so I really want to go again. In fact, I love the destination. Now, how it works when you go on a journey is you do some prep work, right? You might investigate the location that you want to go to, figure out the hotel you want to stay at. Maybe you do some research and you figure out some of the sites you want to see or adventures you want to take. But the point is, is you put some time into it, into the planning phase of it. And then you have to take a few action steps. You've got to actually book your hotel or your Airbnb, wherever you're going to stay. You need to purchase your airline tickets so that you can get from where you are and actually get to your destination. Now, even with those big action steps taken, there's still more work involved, isn't there? You need to figure out what you want to take. You may need to go do some shopping. You may need to 
pull out a couple of different suitcases. You got to plan what's going to go in your travel, you know, the luggage that gets put into the plane and what your carry-on's going to be. And then you actually have to get yourself to the airport. Now, here's where it gets really real. You can do all of this work. You can know the destination that you want to get to. You could have decided. You may have taken some action steps. And now you're at the airport and you're going to go through airport security, all the things that you have to do to get past that nowadays. And then the final action step is you have to get on the plane. There's no other way to get to your destination. You have to get on the plane. Now, chances are, if you've flown before, you know that when you're on the plane, life, it's going to be a little bit different for you while you're taking this journey. Um, you can't just get out and go for a walk in fresh air, or you can't necessarily have your, your dog right beside you, or I can't, I've got a big St. Bernard. Um, you're not, you know, you're reliant on some of the things that are in the plane, which you are choosing to be in so that you can get to your destination. Okay, let me not kill this metaphor here. Weight loss is exactly the same thing. You have a destination that you want together in your mind's eye. You've imagined what living at a certain weight is going to be like for you or feeling, uh, being able to get dressed in a certain size clothing. You can uh, hopefully imagine how good you're going to feel, see your confident, radiant version of yourself in your mind's eye. Maybe you've been at that goal weight or ideal feeling state in your body before and you want to go back there, or maybe you've never been there, but you know it's a place you want to get to with your health, yourself, your weight, your life. So you know the destination. Now, just like when you go on vacation and you want to get to a beautiful destination, there's some work involved. The destination doesn't just come to you. If you find yourself getting preoccupied or procrastinating, you may miss out on the best ticket deals. You may find that you, you miss being able to take your vacation time. So when you stall and hesitate and procrastinate, do you make it easier to get to your destination? No, you make it tougher. And so many women are doing this when it, when it comes to going and committing to the weight loss journey. So here's how this works. You know the destination. You may even do some of the prep work. You may decide, okay, I'm going to start to uh, go grocery shopping. I'm going to be a little bit more careful with what I put in my grocery cart. Uh, I'm going to do... I'm going to do some of the getting up early so I can have a good breakfast and get more water in and just some of the basics, right? But then when you're actually on the plane, you start to get tired of the journey. It's like, oh, I just don't want to be on this plane anymore. I just, and, and so inadvertently you create a layover for yourself, or I sometimes like to call it a detour, as opposed to taking the direct flight, you're now on a milk run. Here's the thing, no matter which route you take, when you go on a weight loss journey, the destination stays the same. But you're either going to take a direct route where you are practicing the skills of consistency and being persistent and having patience that you have healthy and reasonable expectations about how many pounds a week you can lose. And by the way, if you think it's more like two pounds of fat loss a week is exceptional. If you're five foot four and under one pound of fat loss a week is exceptional. If you're losing anywhere between four to six, seven or eight pounds a month, you're nailing it, okay? 
with all of my knowledge and expertise and my own journey, I can tell you this to be a hundred percent true. Anything more than that, then psychologically you're setting yourself up for failure. Why? Because how you lose the weight matters. Quick and dirty weight loss will lead to quick and dirty weight regain. And that is why slow weight loss, I personally think it's the sexiest kind of weight loss because it's permanent, meaning you won't have to go on that plane again to get to your destination. Now, along the way, you're probably going to have to keep yourself entertained on the journey. And also remember this, no one is making you lose weight. No one is making you get or go to this destination. It is a choice. And so this is where we have to be willing to let, you know, drop the shackles of dieting mentality of, oh, I don't get to, I can't have, it's not fair. And all of the insidious ways that dieting thinking has had a grip on you. Cause you don't say that when you're on a plane, oh, I don't get to go outside. I, you know, you might, you might not enjoy it per se, but you're fully conscious and aware that you've chosen to get on the plane because you're going to a new destination, a destination that you want to experience. We need that same kind of emotional resiliency when it comes to you being on the weight loss journey plane, right? The, the plane that's going to get you to the destination. And so what we have to remember or what you have to remember when you're on this is you, you can do whatever you want, but you're now choosing to do things differently because you've got full empowerment and you're fully in your, you know, decisive and taking action kind of mode in your life where it's worth it. You're willing to give up what you want most in a moment for putting some sort of bandaid on a, an emotional wound that you're willing to do what it takes for what you want most in the long run. And that is why we have, you know, consistency, like I said, persistence and patience will mean that you become successful. You will get to the destination. Now, that also means you can expect to be perfect, right? This isn't about making, not making any mistakes. In fact, so many of the times when my clients come to me on our coaching calls and our open Q&A sessions and they share with me where they've just stumbled, I cannot help but smile and celebrate that moment of learning with them. And it's such a great reframe because I'm like, wait, what, what happened to you? Oh my gosh, you did what? You had how many, whatever's you know, Oreos in the pantry. I'm like, that's fantastic. And you know, <laughs> their eyes will widen. I'm like, this is great. You didn't just fail. You just learned something about yourself and you're here. You're still showing up for you. They're not showing up for me. They're showing up for themselves. Why? Because they're committed to their commitments. They're building their muscle of accountability. So the thing, you know, the most common things that separate women who are successful, who've never been successful before. So let me paint the picture here. Most of the women I work with have tried for years, if not decades, to lose weight. They'll say things, and I've told you this, I've done everything under the sun, Jen, prepackaged food, detoxes, cleanses. I've done Bernstein. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done Weight Watchers over and over. I've learned how to cheat Weight Watchers. I've learned how to sneak food. I'm a closet binger. I'm good in public. I'm horrible when I'm alone and, and left my own devices. So they've all got a story. 
nobody here is just a few, you know, five pounds away from their goal. For some, it can feel like it's a forever journey and that failure is the only thing that they've ever experienced. And so they haven't yet learned to expect their success. They actually use their past failures of a predictive, you know, to predict the future and it's wrong. It's poor thinking. So the women who are successful, here's what happens. If you happen to um, have a pen nearby, write this down. The women who are successful, one, they show up. And that means showing up for yourself. I don't mean they show up for me. It means instead of getting judgy and critical, they show up and they use the tools every day, whether they feel like it or not. They no longer let their emotions seduce them into taking actions that create crappy outcomes. They, they say no. They've learned how to quiet the, the mean voice inside their head. They've learned how to recognize a really stinky thought, a thought that's either a limiting belief or uh, uh, a belief that's based on lack and on failure. And instead of letting it in and running wild in their head, like that toxic slew or lake that we talked about last episode, they say, sorry, no thanks, not going to think that thought. That thought hurts me. That thought makes me feel bad. When I feel bad, I don't do good things for myself. When I don't do consistently good things for myself, I create that outcome. That's exactly the one that I'm trying to move away from. So in many ways, they get tougher. They start to have boundaries. They start to recognize that as opposed to people pleasing and being at the mercy of giving to everyone else, they start to go, uh, no, 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 wait a minute. I matter. I matter. And my actions are going to reflect that I matter. They don't wonder if they matter. They don't wonder and worry about if they're enough. They don't wonder and worry about uh, if this is going to work. They start to cultivate an attitude of self-trust. Most of us as women have relationships that are based on self-betrayal, lies, mistrust, all the things. And so in many ways, it's no wonder that you might be worried about whether or not you can be successful because you don't have that history yet. But the only way to believe you're going to be successful is to trust that you're changing, to trust that you're changing. You've got to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable. The women who are successful with weight loss they face and embrace their discomfort and they recognize how some of those habitual routines that they'd established in their life, they didn't even miss them anymore when they let them go. That mean voice in their head told them, oh my gosh, where are you going to be? What do you, you know, it tried to fill their head with all the fearful ways of thinking, all the legitimate excuses and rationalizations about why this isn't a good time. It's too hard right now, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't, they didn't fall victim to it. They knew their inner truth. Now, if it's possible for seriously, women of every age of being, whether they're you know, 10 to 15 pounds or a hundred pounds from where they are, where their destination, ideal destination is, what that means is you can do it too. But it's about letting go. And I don't mean letting go of the weight. I mean about letting go of the emotional weight. It's about letting go of habits of behavior, ways of being, patterns of thinking that definitely just haven't served you. 
as you, have you ever um, taken some time off from your exercise routine, whatever it may be, or maybe you don't even work out, but maybe you like to garden and it's winter, so you don't garden in the first day out in the yard, you notice that you're achy the next day, that by taking action, it's left you a little bit sore, you're a little bit uncomfortable, but yet you have fulfillment because of what you've got done in your garden and you're proud of that. That is actually how we grow our muscle of commitment and accountability. We do it. We get uncomfortable. We feel it. And we keep doing it. And we keep doing it. And it's a, it's a pattern that as we continue to do it, guess what happens? Your confidence grows. So many women want to wait. They want to wait until the timing is better. Life is calmer. Uh, work is less busy. The kids are less demanding the best time to start and to recommit to your weight loss journey is right now, literally right now. And as I say that, just even check in your head, all of the reasons that you came up with so quickly about, no, it's not, you know, did you feel resistance to that idea? Did you try to go, oh, well, she doesn't know my life, right? I don't need to know your life to still know the truth that the best time to start anything, especially this journey is now, because then it gives you plenty of time to recommit to the journey and practice it and lean in to the cultivation of patience for your ultimate success. <laughs> now, we've covered a lot in the last six episodes. I mean, really, really, we've gone deep. And part of that for me is because I don't want to be somebody else who's telling you that, oh, calories and carrots matter, or yeah, this is, these are all the foods that you need to omit or are complete food groups that you need to omit from your life. Why? Because I take a hard stand against the dieting industry and the rigidity and the lack of uh, flexibility or even knowledge that women get to glean when they're following a specific diet doctrine. What I have found over and over is that when you think you failed a diet, you think you failed. When really the diet is just not supporting the lifestyle you want to lead. And now sometimes we need to adapt those lifestyle desires to be more in alignment with what you want most. That's fair game, right? Totally fair. But it is a journey. And I can tell you from having been someone who um, had been to an amazing destination, i.e. I'd lived a lot of my life at a weight that felt good to me. I had that confidence and that self-esteem and that spark and that joy for life. And then I got myself to a completely different destination. I took myself to um, a destination where I was miserable in my own skin. I overate, I overdrank to comfort and soothe myself. As I did those things, I became completely uh, less confident. I, I, I couldn't remember who I was. I felt um, like I was so uncomfortable in my own skin. I hated getting dressed. I hated getting naked. Ugh, that was the worst. And uh, the shame and the judgment that I felt about myself and my life, because really I believed that my weight was a reflection of uh, my success or failure in so many areas of my life. And so I had to be willing to not stay in that destination. I had to remember that there were other destinations that I could choose to go to. And I want you to make that powerful choice for yourself as well. You know, we're here at the final season of episode or of um, season one. And if I haven't said this, I actually, I believe I have early on. It's that the biggest myth women 
use to stall out on their weight loss goals is that I can and I should be able to do this on my own. If you have been someone who's been thinking that, then let me be clear. You have been seduced by that mean voice inside your head. And that thought, that, the only thing, the only reason you're thinking that thought is essentially so you can stay stuck in your miserable comfort zone. There is strength in reaching out for support. There is strength in making new commitments and sharing and declaring them to somebody else other than you. I don't necessarily mean me. I mean, pick anybody, a buddy, a partner, a girlfriend, a group, a Facebook community, anything that's going to help you stay in the right conversations with yourself. If you want to know how to have a conversation with me and see if you're a fit and if the Weight Loss Academy is a good idea for you, well, then absolutely. You know what? Don't delay. Go to www.jenniferpowder.com forward slash apply answer the questions, and then let's talk. Talking can sometimes lead to a breakthrough. The breakthrough is what leads to the change in hope, in possibility, in you believing that you can actually do this. I know you can when you doubt yourself, even if you just keep tuning in to the future seasons and episodes, you got to borrow my confidence in you when you start to doubt yourself. Thank you so, so very much for listening to season one of my podcast. I've had so much fun and a little bit of nerves um, creating these episodes for for you to listen to and uh, already have some exciting ideas and guest experts to bring on for season two. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to another episode on the Weight Loss Simplified podcast. If you loved today's show, share it with a friend. And then go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. To access additional free weight loss resources, head on over to www.jenniferpowder.com. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode.